Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. We see a commandment with a promise to children. And I guess we've all been children, huh? Maybe we're all still children at heart. Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Father, these are words that you have given by the inspiration of your spirit. Lord, we believe your words are truth. We pray that you would sanctify us in your truth. I pray, Lord, that the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, would be pleasing in your sight today. Lord, you are our rock. You are our redeemer. You are our Lord and risen Savior who ever lives to make intercession for us. And so, Lord, teach us as we open up your word this morning. For we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. It doesn't take children very long in life to come up with strategies to get their way. Have you, uh, any of you noticed that? <laughs> Even from a very young age, uh, some children use temper tantrums. They figure if they just throw a big enough fit, they'll wear their parents out and they'll get what they wanted. And they seem to know where it is safe to do that, don't they? When you're out shopping in the store or... Maybe in church on Sunday, although I've heard stories about moms and dads taking children out during the worship service and hearing a child yell back to the congregation, pray for me. <laughs> Have you ever had a temper tantrum? Huh? Your children ever do that? Other children are experts at bringing on the tears. Uh, they will be so sad if they don't get what they want. And no parent in the world ever would want their child to be sad. And so they have a way of trying to convince mom and dad that their divine calling in life is to make their children happy, regardless of what it takes. Another strategy children use is to try and get their way. If one parent says no, ah, I've got another parent. And maybe I can get them to say yes. This strategy should never work, moms and dads. If mom says no, dad should give the same response every time. You might think I'm going to say no. Here's what it is. Obey your mother. Now, that probably is a familiar phrase, right? Any of you hear that when you were a kid? Obey your mother. So that should be a very familiar phrase to all of us, probably for that reason. But it should also be a very familiar phrase because it's a command of Scripture, isn't it? Children, obey your parents. That means mom. That means dad. And so today, because we're focusing on Mother's Day... Here's my theme. Children, obey your mom. Listen to what your mother has to say. And I'm going to give you three reasons why you ought to do that. First of all, obey your mother for her sake. 
Obey your mom for her sake. Two commands given to children here in our text. It's kind of like two sides of the, of the same coin. You have the word obey, and then you have the word honor. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Now, these two words are not necessarily synonyms. It's not just, you know, obeying and honor are the same thing. And he's just repeating that because there's really quite a difference between these two words. The word obey, we could say, emphasizes the action of obedience. It focuses on doing what we are commanded to do. And it does so in a very interesting way because the word obey is actually made up of two words. The word hear and the word under. So literally it means to hear under. The picture is that of putting yourself under the authority of another in order to hear what they have to say to you. I read a story about a missionary translator that was struggling to find a word for obedience as he was translating the scriptures in the native language. And as he returned home from the village one day, he whistled for his dog. And his dog immediately came running to him. Our dog never did that. I wish she would have. (laughs) This dog immediately came and the old native, seeing what that dog did, said, Your dog is all ear. And the translator thought, aha, there is the word for obedience. So, kids, the next time your mother asks you to do something, run like an obedient dog, right? I'm all ear, mom. What do you want me to do? If she doesn't have a heart attack, Give her a hug, huh? Right? So if the word obey emphasizes the action of obedience, the word honor emphasizes the attitude of obedience. It means doing what you're asked to do, but it is doing it with the right attitude, the right spirit. It implies obedience with respect. So, to use the picture of the dog, when mom calls... You come running, and your tail is wagging, right? I'm happy to do this. I'm going to do what you say, and I'm going to do it with the right attitude. So, both are important, aren't they? Is it possible to obey without honor? I've done that before as a kid. Okay, I did what I was told to do, but my attitude was not right. Any of you ever done that? If you don't say yes, I question... Your honesty or your sanity. (laughs) Okay, so obey and then to honor. The word honor is an interesting word too. It, It comes from a word that means to put value on something. It's related to the New Testament word that is often translated precious, which was often used to describe precious stones. So when you give honor to your mother, you do so because she is of great value to you. She is precious to you. And even if you don't like what your mom asks you to do, for her sake you do so because she is precious 
to you. You value her. And you know how much she loves you and cares for you and has done for you. That doesn't mean you shouldn't give a card on Mother's Day or post something on Facebook, but if that's all it is, just words, then maybe it doesn't mean as much. 1 John 3.18 says, Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and in truth. So, for mom's sake, children, obey your mom. Okay, should I say it with authority? Does it sound um, better? All right, obey your mother. Secondly, obey your mother for the Lord's sake. If you look at verse 1, you'll notice that children are to obey their parents in the Lord. And that's an important phrase because it illustrates the principle that our relationship with the Lord has an impact on our relationship with others. And in this case, our relationship with our parents. John MacArthur adds this comment, he says, In the Lord refers to the sphere of pleasing the Lord, to obeying parents for the Lord's sake. Children obey their parents as reflective of their obedience to the Lord. So parents have been placed by God in a position of authority over their children. Like an umbrella, right? Maybe use an umbrella this spring. Uh, All the rain we've had, right? You're protecting yourself, right? I want to get my hair wet, so I'm going to use an umbrella as a Protection. So parents are an umbrella over their children because they provide the needed protection that children need. So if children aren't living in obedience to their parents, they aren't really living in obedience to God. You can't be in a right relationship with God if you aren't in a right relationship with your parents. Colossians 3.20 says, Be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. That blesses the Lord's heart. That pleases Him when we live in obedience to our parents. Now, this doesn't mean that children are to indiscriminately be obedient no matter what a parent says, because what if a child is asked to do something that would be a sin against God? Should we then just obey even if we're told to do something wrong, told to steal or whatever? No, but as long as we are asked to do something that isn't a violation of God's word, it pleases him when we obey. So children are to obey their parents in the Lord. Another important phrase in verse one comes at the end of the verse. It is the phrase for this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, Paul could have given many reasons why this is right. He could have said this is what Jesus did, right? Luke chapter 2, verse 51 says that he went down with them, with his parents, came to Nazareth, and he continued in subjection to them. Ongoing honoring of Joseph and and Mary. Paul could have said it's right because it simply makes sense 
that children need the guidance that parents give? It only makes sense that you'd follow your parents' instruction. But the reason Paul gives as to why it's right for children to obey their parents is because God declares it's right. In the fourth commandment, God commands children to obey their parents. And that's really the only reason we need. God says so. Now, as a father, sometimes I've said to my kids, you know, if they ask me, why do I need to do this? I've said, because I said so. What a mean dad, huh? That's the only reason you need, because I said so. Well, I think over the years I've thought, well, maybe it'd be better if I said, you know what? Because God says so. That's what God says. That it's right. It is right. So, obey your mom for her sake. Obey your mom for the Lord's sake. How about your own sake? Does Paul address that? Yes, he does. He says in verse 2, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. So there's two rewards, two blessings when children obey their parents. First he talks about, we could say a quality of life. So that it may be well with you. It really doesn't take a genius to understand why things go well for a child who obeys his parents. And I could give you several reasons. It goes well for him because he avoids the pain of having to be disciplined by his parents. Any of you remember that, parents? What it was like to be disciplined by your mom and dad? What does the Bible say about discipline? Hebrews 12:11. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful, painful. Remember that as a child? I remember what that was like. When I was disciplined, it was painful. But I needed it. And as I look back on those times, they weren't the most enjoyable memories I have of my childhood. But I'll tell you what, as I've gotten older, I thought, boy, I'll tell you, I needed it. And I probably needed it more than I got it. But it was painful. So... If you want to avoid having to be given painful discipline, it makes a lot of sense to honor and obey your parents. It goes well for the one who obeys his parents because he avoids having to learn things the hard way. Any of you had to learn things the hard way? <laughs> the consequences of not listening, not obeying, not Honoring those in authority over you. I remember this hearing about a boy that so wanted to stick his finger in the in the, the flame of a candle. And his mother said, Don't do that, you'll get burned. And so as he tried to do it, she said, Don't do that. And when she wasn't looking, guess what he did? He did it, right. Guess what? He learned she was right. He learned the hard way. It would have been much better if if she would obey. And I would say this, it goes well for the one who obeys his parents because he learns the important principle of submitting to authority, which is a principle that he must live by the rest of his life. 
There will never be a time in our lives. Think of this. There will never be a time in our lives when we aren't under authority. We will be under authority in one way or another for all of our lives. So it's best we learn to submit to authority in the home. So that lesson is established. And we're not bringing upon ourselves all kinds of problems because... We're not going to submit to others, our boss or whatever, the laws of the land. I mean, it's, it's a lesson that is needed to be learned when we're young. So if you have parents who brought you up to obey them, you can thank God for that. If you have parents who, who taught you the, the, the importance of obeying and honoring those in authority over them, you can be thankful for that. Because you've probably been spared from a lot of trouble because of that. Wise is the one who obeys and honors. It will be well with you. A quality of life. Then the second thing he says is not just a quality of life, but a quantity of life. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Now, it isn't surprising to see that long life is the result of being obedient to our parents because many of their commands, instructions are given to protect us, right, from danger. Don't play in the street. Boy, what a mean mom, huh? What a mean dad. We've got some little children in our neighborhood and you know what they're teaching their kids? You don't just run out in the street. And there's a certain line, there's a certain distance you can go. And if you violate that distance, guess what? There'll be consequences for that. I admire them. They're, they're doing what is right. They are protecting their children from danger. Don't play with fire, right? The results can be deadly. And I'm sure we can all think of people who died young because they refused to listen to instruction. They refused to obey their parents. They refused to follow those principles of living that are going to protect them from all kinds of of danger. And what is true for individuals, it's true for a society as well, isn't it? If we have a culture, a society that, where there is no respect for parents, no honor of parents, no obedience to mom and dad, what kind of a society are we going to have down the road? It's going to crumble. It's going to fall apart. Great wisdom in this command of children, obey your parents. Now, is it always easy to be obedient? Is it always easy to honor your mom and dad? Did any of you, parents, when you were younger, struggle with that? Obeying and honoring? Let's be honest, there's times when we thought we were wiser. We wondered about what mom and dad said to do and and not to do. Childish ignorance, boy, I'll tell you what, you look back on your life when you were younger and teenagers and you thought, you know, you thought you were pretty smart, but you were really pretty dumb. And as you got older, we look back and say, you know what? Mom and dad were right. When you become a parent and the shoes on the other foot, it's a little bit different, isn't it? 
Yeah, you bet it is. It's not always easy. But I've learned something as I've gotten older. I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. And my parents were a lot smarter than I thought they were. They weren't omniscient. They weren't perfect. As there is no perfect parent in this world, but they had a lot more wisdom than I did. And if I would have listened more, I would have spared myself of, uh, of more pain than I needed to experience. I've also learned that God is the one who gives us the strength to obey those in authority over us. When Paul says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, is there not also a reminder there that it is communion with Him, it is a relationship with Him that enables us to walk in obedience by His power and His Spirit working in us? Listen to Ezekiel chapter 36. Verse 26 and 27, Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. What is he saying? Is when the Spirit of God is living within us, when Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, there is a power that we experience that enables us to walk in obedience to God. So it's not a matter of striving and straining in our own strength to do what we don't want to do. Philippians 2.13, Paul says, It is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. In other words, the the, the desire comes from God. The power comes from God. He works in us, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Many years ago, a Moody Monthly magazine had a, a, a cartoon of a family that was ready to go on vacation. And the car was packed and there were fishing poles and all kinds of stuff. And, and when the father went to start the engine, nothing happened. And his wife said, I had the mechanic remove that thing under the hood so we could fit more luggage. You think that has something to do with it? (laughs) Well, yeah, probably, huh? So if a car without an engine is powerless, what about a person who doesn't have the Lord in their life? (laughs) Doesn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. Such a person lacks both the desire... And the power to live in obedience to God. You know, when Jesus is living within us, it makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? When Christ is dwelling within us, it changes our relationship with other people, including, and most importantly, our relationships at home. So I hope you're not looking for strategies to get your own way at home. (laughs) Hope you're submitting to the authority that God has placed over you. Obeying your mother is God's will for you. And while you're at it, obey your father too, right? Children, obey your parents and the Lord for their sake, for the Lord's sake, and for your own sake as well. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word, for the blessing that comes to children that obey their parents, who honor them, 
As we think of Mother's Day, Lord, thank you for mothers and we want to honor them, Lord, and not just with a card, but with an attitude of, of obedience. So, Lord, bless our, our children. Give them uh, that desire to, to follow the, the instruction given by a loving mother and a loving father, that they might experience your, your best, Lord, that it might be well with them, O oh God. Thank you for the authority that you've established. Lord, help us to live under that authority in a way that honors and glorifies you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.